This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hi everyone, it's Doc with a special announcement. We are going to take a cruise through some of our most popular episodes from prior seasons to get everyone fired up in the hiking off-season. Now, our new content will continue to drop on Saturdays each week, but we will also be re-releasing these great episodes on Monday for your morning commute. I know you've all heard about Classic Rock. Well, we're going to call these episodes Classic Dock. Sit back, settle in, and enjoy the ride. When one tugs at a single thing in nature, he finds it attached to the rest of the world. So says John Muir. After about an hour, Jukebox had still not returned. It had been a long, slow trudge up the final climb to the campsite for the evening. After Buddy's uncharacteristic run-in with another hiker about finding a campsite, and then with our group's realization that we still had to hike another mile uphill to find a stopping point for the day at Tully Hole, it had been a disheartening conclusion to the day's hike. After setting up our tents, Jukebox had departed to look for a potential bathing spot further upstream at Fish Creek. Darkness was descending as he finally returned with quite a story to tell. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freakin' Meerpod. Welcome to the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long, with your host and renaissance man, 
Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water. Using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going, knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your pod- podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. All right. Thank you for tuning in this week as we take an in-depth look at the 28.4-mile section of the trail from Muir Trail Ranch to Tully Hole. We're going to be discussing this section of the trail as we experienced it in a northbound direction. We have some special guests for this episode as we practice our safe social distancing and record this episode through video conferencing. I would like to welcome back to the pod fan favorites Buddy, Chopper, Jukebox, and I would like to welcome for the first time to the to the pod, Big E. Oh, How yay. you guys doing? Good to be here. It's it's the, finally the legend has arrived. We we finally got the gang back together. Oh man, I'm doing well. Ready ready for uh, this segment? All right. Hey, we're just missing one person from our group from that uh, summer 2016 trip. I don't think he talks that's, anymore. Yeah, that 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 seems to be the case. I think we were missing him uh, even during the trip. <laughs> Although he, he did save us. He did come back and pick us up. That was very nice. Legendary. <laughs> but that, Legend- that, is a, that is a story for another episode. That's not this section of the trail. Rumor <laughs> has it the odor is still in his truck. Got all, all of us packed in there at the end of there. <laughs> oh, God. It was bad. I think Mammoth Lakes is probably still talking about that fateful evening. <laughs> so even though he's not here, we all fondly remember Skids and wish him well. Actually, this is the uh, section of the trail where he got his name. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, hey, did you get any of you guys catch the bonus episode this week about the high trips? I did. And uh, when you said it was about high trips, I thought Dr. Bob was going to be offering another uh, little uh, segment for you. But uh, oddly not, it was just a little story from you. I, I was wondering if, uh, you know, maybe the bump in listenership uh, <laughs> thought they were, looking, they were getting something completely different. Well, you speak of the bump in listenership. We we actually spiked to number forty-two on the 
the uh, Apple Podcasts American Wilderness uh, chart. It's a very specific chart, I know, but we're number 42. Top I think, the, top, the top 43 podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely a result of the chopper charm. Exactly. I'm going to take all the credit for it. There we go. Nice, nice. Well, today we're going to relive some of our JMT hike from the summer of 2016. For that trip, we had the five of us plus Skids, whom our listeners may be familiar with from our previous stories about his unfortunate bout with altitude sickness, if we're going to call it That's that. That's what you want to call it. Okay. <laughs> In fact, the classic story comes... Trail. That classic story comes from the stretch of the trail we we're talking about today. So we may even touch upon that again if, if any of you have any special memories of that section. But before we get too far down the trail, though, let me take care of some preliminaries. First of all, Chopper, you and I made a plea to the listeners last week to get the state of Alabama to tune in and listen. And you know what happened? Nothing. No, we do not have any listeners in Alabama <laughs> yet. But I would, like to, I would like to welcome our 14th country, Mexico, right. and our, right. 30, our 37th state, Alaska, to the pod. Great job. There we yeah. go. Alaska knows what's up. Vamos a las montañas, Mexicanos. <laughs> there you go. Again, <laughs> well, out out there, tell your family and your friends in Alabama to tune in. And if you're enjoying the pod, give us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. As long as it's right. a good one. Thank you. Thank you, uh, buddy. No <laughs> Help me kick it off. So I really appreciate that. Uh, all right, on to this week's section of the trail. Before I, I turn it over to this, this merry band of characters here, let me give you some elevation stats for, for this section. So we start out at about 7,600 feet at Muir Trail Ranch, and we're going to spend the next day and a half climbing to Selden Pass at 10,800 feet. From there, we head downhill to where we bottom out at just under 9,000 feet at Bear Creek Junction, which was quite a river crossing, if you remember. <laughs> After that, it's, it's some up and down for a bit, and then we do some serious descending down to Quail Meadows Junction at 7,900 feet. And from there, we climb up to Silver Pass at 10,740 feet. And then this section of the trail is going to finish with a descent from Silver down to uh, about 9,200 feet at Fish Creek Junction to our eventual stopping point at Tully Hole at just over 9,500 feet. So as you can see, there's quite a bit of elevation change throughout this section. Okay, let's do it guys. Let's start at the beginning of this section and actually even a little bit before because I think we need to first talk about our night at Florence Lake, the night before this section starts. Absolutely, you know, I, I think uh, important to, to identify, we did stay at Jackass Meadow, is that right? That's, That's right, correct. same as we did the first year. Except for, except for this year, uh, Mrs. Buddy uh, spent the night instead of driving home at night. And, uh, and Mrs. Skids uh, stayed along, too, and they brought the best barbecue. Remember they had that little R2-D2-looking barbecue? Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, well, the there's, there's, made Weber. there's a jalapeno uh, mac and cheese, too. Like, oh, man, that stuff was good. Yeah, they, <laughs> so look, they were, they were campers. The, let's set the stage here. Who, who was actually there that night at Florence? It was the six hikers, of course. Yeah, we also had joining us Mrs. Buddy, Mrs. Skids, uh, Mrs. Buddy, yeah, and Mrs. Mrs. Skids. Skids. And I think Mrs. Buddy also yeah. had an additional friend. She did, yeah. They to to go on a little uh, um, 
turned out to be ill-fated hike the next day. <laughs> kind of oh, really? ran themselves in a That's big, right. huge loop, double, tripled the time they ever planned on being out there. Oh, no. <laughs> so Mrs. Mrs. Buddy has fond memories from this area of the Sierras. <laughs> One of her favorites. Yeah, from her, her driving us out there that, the year before and now for the extra long extended getting lost trip. And I thought you guys were joking about that road. That is, that wasn't even one car wide, that road up, the, up through those, those mountains. That was scary. Yeah, Kaiser Pass is, uh, it, it's, a, it's a good time. Um, jukebox and Doc, we, we've got some fond memories um, do, doing some land speed records on there yeah, when, that, I, when that, I dropped you off that, on another trip. On the pilot, man, that should have been a commercial. I didn't even know that was possible, how fast you were whipping that thing around that pass. Uh, for for most, it is not possible. <laughs> so the scene is Jackass Meadow. Those individuals we just listed. We've got uh, two two vehicles there, right? Two vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We get all of our tents uh, set up and and ready for the evening. I think uh, Big E and Jukebox were going to try some hammock uh, camping that night. They had their hammocks set up between a couple of trees. And then Skids proceeds to cook up the most incredible barbecue meal uh, the night before the big trip starts. So that was, I remember that oh. was, that was a fantastic meal. The guy was we a wizard. He, he had, we he, go ahead. Yeah. Garlic mashed potatoes. He had different cuts of steak in sous vide bags. <laughs> the guy had it all. I think we should have figured out at that point that he thought we were camping when we went out going down the trail because that's what he was used to he had all the gear all the stuff for camping for sure yeah and so all the gear that he brought for that barbecue of course got loaded back up in the truck and mrs skids drove that home uh the following morning but but the you know mrs skids mrs mrs buddy mrs buddy's friend they all spent the night that night uh and and saw us off the next morning as we headed down to the ferry and because i know one of you is going to ask me i'm just going to preemptively do this uh do you know you know who florence lake is named after uh, Florence Nightingale. No, excellent guess. Excellent guess. No. Flow? Uh, Flow from Mel's Diner or something? I was going to say Flow from the Progressive commercials. <laughs> That's what it is. You know what? I'm going to stop asking. I'm just going to tell. <laughs> so uh, she, uh, she, Florence Lake was named in 1896 for the sister of Walter Starr, who camped here on a trip with our, our old friend Theodore Solomons and Alan Chickering. And if you remember, Walter Starr's son, Pete, would perish on a climb of Michael Minaret, and his body was recovered by Norman Clyde. And we kind of went through that story in episode 10 of the podcast here. So there you go. I didn't take notes. I'm not Dead silence. I'm sorry, is that, <laughs> is, is that the real Theodore Solomons? The real. Wow. Theodore okay. The original. Except no imitations. All right. Any other thoughts about Florence Lake? What about the the next morning? We get up. Oh, actually, before we get to the next morning, jukebox and Big E. How was your your night in the hammock? Dude, I love hammock camping, man. I I could do that all day. Like it, it is the best. I I I don't know why anyone has any problem with it personally. You know, I, I think I must have been hanging there for about an hour, trying to go to sleep. <laughs> I don't know if it was the way I set up the hammock. I don't remember if Eric or Biggie helped me set up the hammock or what, but I just remember my feet being way higher than my head in the hammock. And I realized that I was kind of just like floating bear food. I know there's not, not a lot of bear activity there, but I sure, you know, 
sometimes you let anxiety get the best of you, you know. <laughs> and so I think it was pitch black, but I mean, in the middle of the night, I transitioned from the hammock to the camp or to the to the tent, and managed to get a few hours in before we had to wake up the next morning. <laughs> Getting a few hours before a nice long hike—it's <laughs> a great way to start yourself off. Yeah, he conveniently mm-hmm. left off there that when he transitioned from the hammock to the tent, he didn't do that solo. I hear the dad, dad, hey, hey, I, I can't fall asleep. I need to sleep in a tent. And so he got me up. And we had to break out the tent, set up the tent. So, yeah, we got a few hours of sleep. Uh-huh. That's what dads are for. Would you prefer if he crawled in the, the one-man tent with you? <laughs> <laughs> dad, can I hop in the bivy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I believe this was the year that we did. We have to did we catch a ride with those guys? That was the year before. Yeah, year before. the wives dropped us off. That's yeah, right. year before we kind of had to buddy up a ride, and this time we got door to door service. Right now, Big E and Jukebox, this was your first experience with the Florence Lake Ferry. What'd you think? I feel like the term fairy is a uh, gross overstatement. Um, I think, it, <laughs> I, I really think, oh man, it, it, it kind of just felt like a cardboard box that someone put like a motor at the back of type thing. And it was like, that eh, floats enough. Well, this was the big boat. The first, the year before we went over there was the small boat because there was only uh, three of us. This was the bigger yeah, boat. Yeah. It was a yeah, nice ride. You know, as as Big E, you're talking about when when you hear ferry, you know, you're thinking of like load up the Rand Rover and and cross oh, yeah, Puget exactly. Sound or something like that. Okay. But you know, yeah, this exactly. is it, it's a it's a fishing outfit there and a, and a general store. So exactly. if you think if you think bass boat and general store, then it's actually you know what I'm I'm, I'm glad they they uh, they took us across the lake than us hiking around. But uh, yeah. definitely not a ferry. If you assume Let's, all of the Sierras are like uh, the Disneyland of Yosemite Valley, then you, you, you put some very Disneyland thoughts in your head of uh, going to Tom Sawyer's Island, I guess. Yeah, For let's, sure. Let's not kid ourselves, guys. I mean, the ferry is a, is a shorter alternative to a simple two-mile hike around the, the lake there. So, I mean, it's not really supposed to be uh, four miles, but it's, you know, in my yeah, age, I guess multiple. it's a little less. But oh, we, were, we were grateful. Don't, For don't, sure. get, don't get us wrong. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's just when you think ferry across a lake, <laughs> you get a different image than what, what the reality is. I, I think, you know, maybe as, as we go back to skids thinking, oh, sure, I'll go, I'll go backpacking with you guys. It's like camping for several days. That's right. <laughs> I just and he brought the entire camp set. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah, that 400-pound bag. That pack was taller than him. And uh, he's no small guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so in an earlier episode, we've, we've covered, you know, Florence Lake and the ferry and Muir Trail Ranch. But I think to look at it from uh, in this episode, from the perspective of Skids, who not sure he knew what he was getting himself into. And he had the, that pack had to weigh at least 50 pounds. And oh. it, was, it, it extended past his head a good, uh, I don't know, a foot. It was, it was, it was a large pack and he is a large human being. And so just uh, kind of, what what do you think he was feeling when he got off that ferry at the far end of the lake and we started the uphill climb uh, over the granite? And you know, it wasn't severe uphill, but it was uphill and it was warm and he was under yeah. a lot of weight. Yeah, and that, that little climb, it, it wakes you up. 
you know, oh, you, yeah. you're after, after being on a boat, just kind of cruising, you're relaxing. You're like, oh, now we just need to plop up over that hill at altitude, you know, and the hill keeps going. It, it'll you're wake totally you up. exposed out there just on bare granite and you're just like, oh, okay, this is, this is how it's going to be for, the, for the, the rest of my weekend, I guess. Yeah, I think I was also just like on top of all of the feelings you guys just said, like I was also a little bit excited. And so I don't know if like the adrenaline was pumping at the same time, but I also felt kind of like a, like a kind of taking deep breaths, like, oh, really? Okay. Kind of had to settle in a little bit since it was mm -hmm. my first time doing that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest shock to the system is the altitude. You don't realize it until all of a sudden it's like you load that bag on and you start walking. It's like, I can't catch my breath. This is not mm -hmm. what I expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we made our way to Muir Trail Ranch, as you, as you have to do during that session, or towards Muir Trail Ranch. Um, we actually, I think, cut off a little bit before we get to Muir Trail Ranch because we're going to make that left-hand turn and go northward. Yeah, northward. As, as in straight up the face of a mountain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And before we get to that, that charming story of going straight up that mountain, uh, I just want to let you guys know that uh, Muir Trail Ranch was first opened for use by the public uh, in 1940, and it was called the Diamond D Guest Ranch originally. And the, the original owners of the Diamond D were the Ship family, and that ship with two Ps, just in case you were wondering. You know what? Who, the last time we were there, people run it. Super cool. No joke. The nicest yep. people. Um, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. They're basically inviting you into their own home, taking care of it. They, they, how many thousands of people must pass through there each summer? Um, so gracious, so kind, you know, they, they, they're awesome. Yeah. And so our destination for that first evening, I think we had, we had, am I correct in saying that we set our sights on Sally Keys Lakes? That is correct. Or did we yeah. set our That's sights right. beyond that and we settled for Sally Keys Lakes? Uh, we, I we think were we made the goal of Sally Keys. For sure. Because I, because I, I, you know, Sally Keys is like the last stop before Selden Pass. So I, I, I'm pretty sure we said Sally Keys, and we got there at like probably like seven, I think. So I'd be really surprised if we were aiming to go any further. Yeah, no, that 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 was our target. You know, anything more than that, then we would have been taken off a whole we additional chunk. We wouldn't we would have been camping in snow at that point. Yeah, yeah, right. Not my not my cup of tea. Also, I think. But, there were was I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I remember a lot of coyotes howling up there at the lake as well. When we oh, were there was something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah that first night sure. there was at least there was quite a few coyotes in the middle of the night, and we all kind of woke up like, "Did you guys hear those?" <laughs> we all did. Was like, <laughs> yeah, we all we all were like, "Uh oh." Yeah, to 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 jump right into that, I think it was just a a, a skids aside with me as we were setting up camp. Um, looking across the lake and, you know, I'm taking a couple pictures and, you know, just dang, ain't it beautiful? You know, a, a mountaintop lake. It's that, that's what life's all about. <laughs> and Skids goes, well, the wind is kind of blowing past us. Um, we've, we've got the mountains in that direction. Our scent is being blown to whatever creature might want to hunt us. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right, buddy. <laughs> you know, def definitely the uh, killer be killed mindset. It was good to have him there. Yeah. Well, I think that he was probably feeling that. He, he was trying to survive, just trying to hang on at that point. So he was, he was considering all the dangers at that point. It was instinct. Because I know you, you guys have put us at the edge of Sally Keys Lake, but it wasn't, it wasn't that simple. I mean, there was, uh, as, Buddy, as Buddy mentioned, it was a heck of a day. 
it was, there was a serious climb between uh, that turn at Mirror Trail Ranch and up to uh, Sally Keys Lakes. And of course, no we, we've talked about it before on this, on this podcast, the, the trials and tribulations of skids on the side of that mountain going up. Um, any, 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 do we want to expound further on that? Or we just want to leave that alone. Yeah, I think we got to tear all the way into it, but uh, out, out of, out of respect, we also got to say, you know, while, while uh, ready to collapse, who knows? The guy should have had an IV bag and he's still cracking jokes and everything the whole time. So <laughs> the one thing I remember about that climb was it was just exposed. There were yeah. like probably three or four trees on like a couple switchbacks and we were just basically sprinting to get to those trees and just get some shade just to yeah. try to sit down because there was nothing out there and it got hot real yeah, that was the one that was the one tree old. that uh skids was trying to get down to to take care of his business <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we, we found those trees and we dove after them i remember that yeah you know it definitely uh a rude awakening to what uh, a climb in elevation is going to be you know that those monotonous switchbacks that you got to do on on any mountain um hitting a, a three new new people for the as far as jmt goes uh, and just a, a a cold splash of altitude on them and that that day was if, if i remember it, it was it was in the it was 80s wasn't it well while you're least. lugging packs and all of that yeah it was pretty warm i remember you guys telling me uh, the plan is to hike eight miles or nine miles on that first day. And I was like, Oh, nine miles. It doesn't sound horrible. And then I don't know. <laughs> yeah, why, it I, out. <laughs> I don't know why we breezed past it, but before we got to the exposed face of the mountain there in the trees was still extremely hard. I remember a very steep climb, even just yeah. to get out of the trees. It was very steep right. and hard. Yeah. Yeah. So then we and I remember too coming out of the trees where we were like it was super hot and we had kind of under kind of underprepared with water and we only found like this little tiny creek that had just barely any water flowing down it. Yeah, and that's right. At least for me, that's when I kind of realized like what this was gonna be. That was like the first like big shock. So four of us got up to uh Sanger Creek and kind of hung mm -hmm. out for a little bit because Doc hung back with skids. And we all got watered up and got refreshed. And if I remember, buddy, didn't you go back to kind of check up on I him did. and end up carrying Skid's bag up the rest of the hill? Yeah, we we were kind of you know do air air out the shoes and socks, keep the blisters down and everything. So we were kind of hanging out. I think we had a snack and uh, checking the watch and everything was ticking. And, um, I don't know if we're going to talk about some of the some of the highlights of, of Skid's trip up the mountain and passing other hikers, but uh, yeah, with it, I I was just I figured we were just going to go kind of take a peek, you know. I'd look over the ridge and there they were, um, but you know, a little far, a little further, I I was in like my my creek sandals, you know, and just cruising down. And um, he was this is the serious part. He he was in not good shape. The the heat right. and the altitude. Um, the guy, guy was an animal. He, he was, he was pushing the limits, but he was, was not good. If, if we were, if we were somewhere else, if we were on a heavy duty workout, um, we would have packed it in, but we were on a mountainside. We need to get him somewhere else. That, that was rough. Yeah. On a previous episode, I shared the, the story, but for those listeners who have not uh, listened to that episode yet, 
uh, Skids and I stayed behind because Skids wasn't doing too well. And he earned his nickname on the side of that mountain because uh, he was a bit in, in gastric distress and had to pull up next to the, the only tree uh, within 20 feet of the trail and, and was kind of crouching behind that doing his business when other, other, other hikers came, were coming up the trail and there was nowhere to hide, nowhere to, so he had to kind of interrupt it in, in the middle and, and uh, come on up, pretend like everything was normal all, all while he was, he was dying inside. So uh, the untold yeah. story uh, up to this point was the fact uh, that, that Buddy, being the hero, came all the way back down the trail put on that 50 plus pound pack and carried that pack back up to Sanger Creek. So he made the trip up and down to Sanger twice, uh, which allowed skids to go, you know, unpacked up there to finally get his, his bearings. Yeah. And, and definitely one thing I remember about that was we were all just, you know, sitting by this beautiful Creek. There were just dragonflies. I, I just, in my mind, remember dragonflies. I was sitting on a rock in the middle of the Creek with like my shoes off. And then suddenly we look and Buddy is coming back loaded up and like, we're looking around like, what, what the hell happened? Like, like, <laughs> did, did he die? Did Skids like, die? What's going on? And then I, fi I figured that uh, Doc was going to be carrying Skids over his shoulder like a <laughs> fireman carry, but I was disappointed. Yeah, I lost the game of rock, paper, scissors and I had to carry <laughs> Skids over my shoulder in addition to my back. <laughs> But I mean, if there's if there's any place in that first day to take like a little R and R to get Skids back on his feet, it was definitely Singer Creek. That place. Oh, beautiful! It was yeah. all shaded in. It pools up nice and wide. Um, yeah, that, that that was like going to your backyard pool to hang out for a while. And well, we, he was we spent such, some time. Was, you know, we, yeah, well, he was in such a bad way. I thought we were going to end up spending the night there, but he recovered in about half an hour, and he's like, all right, I'm good. Let's go. He got some food in him, got yeah. some water in him, and he was set. It was like, the, like some, like, blue, chewy thing, and his tongue just turned, like, yeah, and blue. I think. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we, somebody, we took some candy. It was, uh, it was Laffy Taffy and, uh, oh, yeah. and Scratch Labs, Scratch Labs electrolyte stuff. Mixed him up a bottle of that. Um, and, you know, and then he started coming back to life. So Laffy Taffy, Scratch Labs, here's to you. Yeah. Somebody got them all sugared Doc, up. If, 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 we're looking for, if we're looking for sponsorship, you know, maybe Laffy Taffy can pick this one up. Okay. Promo code JFM. I'll, I'll send them an email. <laughs> see what happens. And you guys, of course, know that uh, Singer Creek was named for the, one of the founders of the Sierra Club, Joaquin Henry Singer. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. So... <laughs> So we took a breather there for a good, I think probably a good hour. We, we were there at Sanger Creek, just yeah. kind of relaxing, letting skids recover a little bit, and then got back on the, uh, the trail to our ultimate destination, which was uh, Sally Keys Lake that night. And they were really cool. It's two lakes, and we kind of camped in between. But if I remember, it was really, really marshy around there. We were, like, walking across logs, and there was mm -hmm. about a foot of water all around. We yeah. thought we were going to get eaten by bugs, but it was, it was a beautiful campsite. Yeah, Other than the coyotes. Yeah. I remember going up, it was, yeah, there were a bunch of flooded, like, kind of meadows that we had to go through. And then, at least for me, it was, like, the only thing I'd really done is, like, heard your guys' stories and then watched Mile, Mile and a Half. And I remember specifically Sally Keys Lake was, they had to jump in the lake to get away from all the bugs. I remember that That's part. right. <laughs> and we had, like, no bugs up there. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it was not wasn't, bad. That, wasn't that bad for us. Uh, what I remember about that campsite was, we were facing uh, the lake. We weren't that far from the lake. And at our backs was this giant meadow 
which I thought yep. was was really cool. And then somebody I think mentioned it already, uh, I think it was Jukebox, the Coyotes that night. When we got into our tents after eating dinner and the Coyotes were going nuts. I think they, they killed something. Uh, it didn't sound that far away from us and they were just going, going off. Well, we had passed a PCT or who was setting up camp right before we got there. And it sounded like they were like right where he was. So oh, they may yeah. have been feasting on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But the guy who they, asked, they got what they got wild turtle. That's right. <laughs> is, is that the guy who asked us if we had cigarettes or not? Yeah, that was the guy. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was, was so we're, funny. We're that like was 10,000 feet. I, I was thinking of that guy because he moved away from there because there were so many bugs that he was the one who told us how bad yeah. the mosquitoes were. You imagine that you're out on the JMT out in the middle of the wilderness and you're, you're bumming cigarettes, looking for a cigarette. Can't imagine. Good hikers, man. That that was that was one of the one of the things that got some of the wheels turning. Of uh, we we then started kicking around of making a a, a Twitter account of uh, of stuff you hear from from PCT hikers. Uh, yeah, like that, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And and I, if if I remember, it was it was all of that of us just riffing off of that that turned into oh yeah, you know there there needs to be uh, we need to put go together on a Twitter account called the John Freaking Mirror. <laughs> so, and uh, and the legend was born. And here we and are. I think the other thing that started is Jukebox started all the that's what she said jokes. That was the night sitting around Sally Keys and yeah. we had those for the next four or five days where everything was that's what she said. <laughs> and it, he started it but pretty soon all of us are into it. Oh my yeah, he, he's an she, she said a lot of things. Jukebox is yes. an office aficionado so <laughs> And I do remember that at Sally Keys, like that night, it was either the night or the morning. And uh, I remember there was definitely a buddyism that I just remember. And I think we were just standing by the, the side of the lake. And he just goes, you know, Alpine lakes like these make me believe in all the good in the world. And it's like, I don't know why that just stuck with me. I don't know if you remember even saying that, but I'm like, wow, that was cool. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't remember saying it, but I like, damn, do I, I believe it. Buddyisms that are just floating around in my head that just randomly pop <laughs> sometimes. That's Buddy's view of the world right there. <laughs> Very good. Absolutely. So next, so we got up, we got up that next morning. I, I, I think one. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> Oh, just a, a stolen ism uh, that that I know we've tossed back and forth. Biggie is. Uh, I actually read it off of some comedian's Twitter. Speaking of all the bugs around Sally Keys Lake, oh, or, yeah. or anyway out there in the summer, um, comedian on Twitter one time throws out there. I really respect how chill other species are about flies, <laughs> and uh, you you definitely you definitely get to appreciate that when you're out there. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh man, that's a good one. All right. Yeah, I want to keep keep the banter going. This is this is what the the listeners tune in for. This is going to get us into top ten, I'm sure. So, yeah, you know, good good banter. We're heading to Bama. Bama. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna Alabama's gonna tune in when they hear about this episode. No stops till Birmingham. <laughs> All right. Hey. So the next morning we get up, we pack up, and we make our way <laughs> in the direction of Selden Pass. 
And before we leave Sally Keys Lake, uh, I think that's know, when we ran into a turtle. You took a picture of us uh, looking over the Sally Keys. Yep. Oh, yeah. And before we leave Sally Keys Lake, you should know that she was named for the Ship family's daughter. Remember, the Ship family owned Diamond D Ranch there, which later becomes uh, Muir Trail Ranch. So Sally Keys is not the illegitimate child of John Muir. She's actually the daughter of. Uh, <laughs> that's all the other lakes. Yeah, we. we <laughs> Buddy, it's obvious that you have not listened to the last couple of episodes. We've covered this in depth. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just because you learn just more information about it doesn't mean it's not funny. Those urban myths, those urban myths are debunked. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take a detour here because I have a theory. I've been looking at our episodes and the number of listens that each episode yeah. has. And the highest rated or the most listened to episode is the episode with myself and Buddy on Getting Started. That's episode two. And here is my theory. My theory now is that Buddy has not listened to any other episodes because he continues to listen to that, that episode over and over again and builds those listens. <laughs> am, I, am I correct there, Buddy? I, I only wish it were true. <laughs> that, 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 would be, that would be diabolically brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see him sitting at the dinner table. And all, tell, all tell I want is the, is the chopper charm. Say, hey, kids, don't talk. This is Buddy, no talk. We're going to listen to this episode again. We're going to get the numbers up here. <laughs> and, and Bud, let's each of you listen to it separately, too. <laughs> Bud, we're all going to play it at the same time. Ready, set, go. <laughs> all right. right. Onward, onward and upward to Selden Pass. We've actually passed a couple of lakes on the way up to Selden Pass. Remember that, that one particular lake where... It was kind of a snowy, icy uh, uh, bit for us as we were going along at that lake. Oh, right. That was like a heart lake, wasn't it? I, I, I think I, that was heart. I think that was heart lake that we walked right right on the edge. Yeah. That was pretty like heart lake. Actually, ice. That's the one uh, I'm thinking of. Yeah, I kind of like an ice slide there that wasn't. Yeah. I was waiting for one misstep and one, one of you guys going down into the water. No, that was nerve-wracking. Big E, yeah, exactly. We were right on the side of that, and I remember, I don't mean it could have been a couple feet of ice and snow there, but, I mean, on any given day, I feel like someone was liable to have a misstep and slide right in or maybe even fall through. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, if, if this is your, your and my first trip, and I don't know about you, that was definitely, like, the first time I'd done some real – like snow and ice hiking and that that was a that was a good wake-up call that morning definitely definitely For yeah sure. this particular segment of the trail we did a lot of post holing yeah oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah we had which is scary when you're, when you're walking along and you don't know if your leg's gonna you know break on some rock or not you don't know if you're on the trail anymore you're just following in the steps of the whoever was in front of you and hoping they, sure. uh, they pack the snow down a bit before you <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. We don't want a post hole. No. So we get up to Selden Pass, and uh, of course, that is named for Selden Stuart Hooper. You would have been uh, incorrect, Chopper, because I knew you would have guessed a last name. It's actually a first name. First names, like they don't make them anymore. Selden Stuart Hooper, who was, the, was with the United States Geologic Survey from 1891 to 1898. And there was quite a view from Selden Pass. That was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I yeah, remember. It. Oh, it was beautiful. 
we're looking down on Marie Lake, which is to me, it's still one of the prettiest places. That that view was great. We sat there for a while and just kind of soaked it in. Yeah, looking behind us, looking in front of us, where you know the 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 snow with the rocks peeking through and all of that. You know, it, it was it was like uh, every gorgeous mountain painting you've you've ever seen. It, it's awesome up there. Yeah, the the most beautiful part for me was you really realize you were out there in nature in the midst of it when you see the clearest mirror image of the mountaintop in the in Marie Lake there. Like I have a picture there where you can see the mountaintop as clear as as a regular as a mirror. It's that clear. Like Yeah, that was that was beautiful lake. And and just for me it 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 looked it, it was one of those things it was so unbelievably beautiful that it looked so fake. Like it was like no, the lakes don't have little tiny islands like that with little tiny pine trees on them. No, that that doesn't make sense. Like, it 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 blew me away just of how just just yeah, it, like like you said, uh, jukebox. Like you were out there. Like it, it it takes you a day from civilization to get there, and you're just like wow, no, barely anyone is able to see this. In in this is yeah. so beautiful out here. Yeah, and I'll be sure to post a picture of 360 on social media for this episode because that is definitely one of the one of the highlights of the trip is standing there on Southern Pass and looking down on Marine Lakes. <laughs> those views, those uh, summits, you know, large and small. That those to me are those are the most inspirational thing. You, you get out there and you can absolutely as far as you can see. Couple of things. There, there is nothing out there but the beauty of nature. Um, and, you know, looking back over your shoulder, absolutely as far as you can see, peak after peak, you're like, I just did that today. <laughs> yep. I just covered all of that with a pack on my back. Oh, yeah. I can do anything. Yep, yep. And, and then you look down and you're like, oh, we have to go all the way down there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so and, and good point there, E, uh, because we, we descend from that point, and there's a pretty nice path going down to Bear Creek, but when we got to Bear Creek, that was, that was a pretty serious river. I think that was our, our largest water crossing, uh, not only that trip, but I think for, for all of my trips, I mean, that, that came up pretty high. It was like waist high. And the water was moving, too. That was a, it was pretty sketchy. You know, some of the other ones were deep, but this one, the water was really really going fast and really had to, you know, plot your path out. And I think, Buddy, you went upstream a good quarter mile or so to try to find a better path to get across. Yeah, I, I, I did. And, you know, best, best laid plans. I, I think the, uh, I think we all found that the best path is the one you just finished. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and, and what really kind of blew my mind was how wide it was, how fast it was. And then as we kept going, and I know we're going to get to this later, but how big that river turned into, like how right. massive yeah. of just moving water that, that eventually turned into, it, it obviously met other rivers, but like as, you're, as we're hiking down that, that canyon that that uh, creek made, it, it, there's a lot of water every second moving by you. And you are pretty much, at least I, I, I think almost all of us were, we were barefoot on fine polished granite and just, trying to stick our poles into a couple holes and just see what, see what we could do to try to get across. Cause that thing was big. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll set my pride aside for this comment, but I'm a, I'm not the biggest guy out there in the world, you know? And so <laughs> that water was moving and 
I'm, I mean, I didn't realize the pro tip of unclip your backpack. Oh, I did Cross either. rivers in case you fall in so you don't get stuck down there like, a, like an anchor. But, I mean, I remember I, I had a misstep, like, where my foot slid probably down a rock to the bottom of the river there, and I got very nervous. There's a video of it, too. There's a video. Yes, and I, I want to kind of expound on that point a little bit because I crossed the river, crossed Bear Creek. I get to the other side. And I'm and taking my stuff off and I'm getting video of Jukebox coming across and Jukebox comes across and he goes, man, I am so glad that Buddy told me to, you know, unclip my backpacks uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't buckled in because if I had fallen, you know, I, 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 that could just take, you, take me to the bottom, I could drown. And I said to myself, or I think I said out loud, I said, you know, I hiked 125 miles with Buddy <laughs> last year, <laughs> double water crossings. He never offered that tip to me. I had no idea. In fact, I just made the Bear Creek Crossing with my pack buckled in. So, you know, I'm risking death, and I never got the pro tip from Buddy. So thank you, Buddy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you got it. Uh, it is, is the feedback loop of um, uh, other, other tips that, that I had offered and, uh, and what an impact they made. I, I figured it's <laughs> best just to zip it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone straight to the bottom. Especially yeah, go. No, I was say we had a couple other creek crossings that, that day were pretty big. Um, I remember one specific yeah. one. It was a bunch of big logs going across the uh, the stream that we had to walk across. And for whatever reason, that was like a I don't jump know why, it was I froze. It was like I've done this before, I can walk on logs, it's not a problem. I, I set my first foot on on that log and it was like I can't move my other foot. I can't move right now. Everybody's like standing behind me, like poking me with their, uh, their poles. It's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I still don't know why that one freaked me out so much. I, I remember that one because we were just up on a polished log and we were probably like 10, 15 feet above just a granite slab with water on it. Like, yeah, th- that it was, felt really high. Yeah, that was a sketchy it, crossing. It was probably two feet. I mean, who are we kidding? Yeah. But it oh, yeah. felt like we were way up there. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that that one was tricky because that there was a bunch of kind of newly tumbled trees and stuff that right. that made that whole. If if we're thinking of the same one, it made it almost um, like what I was saying, like playground equipment, like a jungle gym. You had to walk three right. feet across this one and step up onto that one and go to the left. Yeah, and that was that the was the right. one. It was, it was a puzzle. Yeah, yeah there was at least um, what a ten foot drop when we were crossing on that log. Oh like, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, with with rushing water below you. Yeah. It was just a slab of granite too. I remember that very clearly where it was one block and you, and I was just like, I don't see where this is going. It's like down into like tumbles of just pine that had just collected beneath us. And I'm like, I, I yeah. And, like, and dropping away. Right. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't that one where yeah. it was a, it was a drop in elevation. It, yeah, it's enough to make much. you pucker up. Yeah. And the the be, other trail. Go ahead. Yeah. I think you had uh, an adventure with your cell phone along that. that yeah. Trail. Yeah. Yeah. The Bear Creek, wasn't that? It, yeah. it, it was, we were, no, it was a side one. We, we were paralleling Bear Creek and it was a little tiny one. It was like, I don't think we took off our shoes pretty much to go through it. And there was like a log kind of sticking up. And I'm like, ah, try to save my shoes. And I try to walk on it and it rolled from underneath me. And I don't really remember this, buddy. I think you told me this after, but like I fell like kind of on my side. And apparently I like spun, grabbed my phone from my pocket and threw it to you. Oh, and brother was a ninja. 
and, yeah. and then I just got up and trudged through the through the creek, and I was like, I don't know why I just threw my phone at him. That that was pretty stupid, but okay. But it saved your phone. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. We were all like the the kung fu presence of mind to to say whoop. I might be going, save the $1,000 phone with a perfect little Frisbee toss. And I think oh, the I pressing it. part was, it was probably like four inches of water that like, I shouldn't have <laughs> even walked on that log. It should have just been, all right, charge through. Let's just keep going. And I'm like, no, I'm going to try to be fancy with this. And then fell in. I remember, I remember it being real water. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, but still. <laughs> if it wasn't for the cool phone trick, we would have just laughed at you for about half an hour. Oh yeah, still did. But yeah, for for the the friends in in Alabama, uh, I don't know if we've yeah highlighted Bear Creek. That that's that's uh that's definitely a reference point. You know, for for a couple days on either side of it. Oh hey, you've been across Bear Creek yet? Hey, how's Bear Creek? You know, that's uh, that's right. Everybody was asking. That's, uh, and this yep, is the point it, where it, it gets was deep and it's wide. Gorge with just thousands of gallons of water move in a second like it's like the, and, point, and in a river and uh, yeah absolutely and most places it's not like choppy rocky rapids it's just massive flow it will just take you oh yeah and it was loud too that was another thing like like you, you could hear it even if you were you know peeling away like it was taking a bend and you were kept going straight like you i think we heard that thing all day just it was just echoing yeah. in that canyon now is this am I am I right in my recollection that after Bear Creek, after this stretch, after we did the uh, had to climb over the jungle gym logs and go over that crossing, that we did, is that when we had the severe downhill with the oh, switchback? Yeah. It was a long the downhill. To end. That was yep. that was probably one of the worst things I've ever done in my life. It was long and monotonous. The sweet switchback after switchback after switchback. We ran out of water. It was up over. Yeah. And and we had gone kind of flat, just in monotonous, you know, same tree, same rock, same trail, same tree, same rock, same trail for, for several miles. And then we dropped, you know, that that just death march drop. Wasn't that, it? That was rough. Wasn't it like four miles a piece? It was like four miles of that straight, kind of slightly downhill, that same that same environment you were talking about. And then it was like it seemed like four miles of switchbacks, like down. It was pretty yep. gnarly, like yep. that. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and it was monotonous too. It was just big, thick pine trees. And I just remember kept thinking we just kept hitting false bottom, false bottom, false bottom. And, but then we, we were passing people going up too. I remember that. They that would have been rough. Miserable. <laughs> that was yeah. the only redeeming quality. We all kept saying, thank God I'm not going the other way. but before dropping you know four miles okay yeah I can, I can do four miles it's not that big a deal and it, it wasn't wasn't rough terrain it was it was just boring it, it was it was like hiking over snow like I, I can do it it's just this is not interesting we're not passing any landmarks not doing anything like that yeah um, and then 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 that drop after the third mile uh, on that on those switchbacks, it just takes a toll on your your feet, your toes, your knees. Everything just starts hurting, and it was it was relentless. I mean, I, it felt like I was on on those switchbacks going downhill for hours. It, it's, it's like we're ever gonna get to the bottom. I don't I don't know if this has been mentioned, 
but also it was very hot every day it was very hot like they, it was a hot, hot trip it was very hot trip yeah like i said i i know i was definitely out of water probably halfway down those switchbacks and mm-hmm. and i think this is where jukebox got his name because i think it was so boring as we were walking down he just started singing and it was just like and I was, and I don't know about you guys, I was just too tired to tell him to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he had all the hits too. He, oh, he yeah. was, Jared, uh, from what, Elton John to, the, the, the guy had it all. <laughs> it was I awesome. Had a, I had a, uh, yeah, a, a, a diverse selection at 18 years old. If I can heap some praise on myself, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had some like Billy Joel and some Rise Against and some like Bill Withers. Yes. Like it was, it was all over the place. Hey, I'm just gonna say that's that's some good parenting right there. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent, and 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 we even called him out on that. Like, where's all this coming from? And I think he even said, "My dad raised me right." Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I I remember thinking, you know what? I I know the choruses to all these songs, <laughs> but that guy knows every word. All right. So what seemed like uh, forever, we finally finally get down to the bottom all of us i think are ready to you know find a campsite and just call it quits for the day you know get our tent set up and and start on dinner and just you know not take another step but lo and behold we get to the bottom and there is there's no campsite to be found and i think uh big e was it you and you and i who kind of went went and scouted over over yeah, a we, we climbed some little knoll. We were looking around trees. We were just, we were like, any flat ground, we were like, is this a campsite? I think so. And because you and I were doing that, we missed out on, on one of the quintessential moments of that particular hike that summer. Oh, man, when, I... Buddy, when Buddy was not very Buddy-like. Buddy, Buddy, why don't you take us through that whole interaction with a, a fellow hiker that we came upon and usually you're, you're so good natured and you've got a lot of patience and you're very helpful and you had just had it with this guy. What happened? Well, you know, the, <laughs> a lot of people might be surprised when, when they're thinking enough of this climbing up a mountain. I just want to go downhill. Yeah, sucker. So uh, um, downhill takes a lot out of you. We were at the end of a long day, map wise, plan wise. Uh, we, I, hey, I'll tr- I'm trying to give myself the benefit of the doubt. We were, we were delirious, uh, exhausted. So we sit down. All right, the, the campsite should be really nearby. Let's all collect. Let's regroup. Um, Doc, Biggie, you went scouting out a little something. And we were just talking among ourselves. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Captain PCT guy, he's, he's 20 feet away, um, eavesdropping. Yeah, that, that's strike one against him. <laughs> Chop and I are just kind of talking about some plans. Uh, and then then pct guy pulls out his his map book oh yeah you know what it, it should be like 0.5 miles just over here to the east and we're like thanks dude yeah got it and and keep talking to ourselves or wait no is it two miles whatever dude it is what it is you know we we got some scouts we're tired maybe it's five miles <laughs> and um <laughs> 
that that's that's when PCT guy sent me to charm school um and and I had had enough of him just rambling and making stuff up and flipping through his guidebook and going from it it's it's 0.5 miles to maybe it's 5 miles um <laughs> I I had whatever he was selling I had enough of his spiel so um uh, I had I had I got, the luxury I, got of, I had the luxury of witnessing it and I was feeling okay and and Doc and E were actually just meandering around in the forest. They really weren't looking for a campsite. They were just kind of lost and milling around aimlessly. And then all of a sudden, and an angry buddy shows up, and he wants to pummel this guy. I was like, what is going on here? It was the strangest, most surreal moment. I'm also with Chopper on this one. I don't really – I just remember Buddy coming back pretty heated. I wasn't part of the search crew or anything like that. I was just tired like everyone else. <laughs> and and I think uh, I think it, 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 I'm I'm trying to uh, shine the best light on myself. I, I think it was just buddy version of of heated. Um, you know, I I didn't take a swing or anything, but no, no, no. but I did I I did say I think you just need to be quiet now and leave us alone. <laughs> it was pretty much what it was. Some, it was like no, some version thank of you. that. Yeah, we was, got this. We're okay. It was a very heated buddy who gave him a a stern. A stern glare. <laughs> yeah. Now, do... uh oh. All right. And so from from that interaction, we we uh, we and continued down do... the trail. We continued yep. down the trail, and we found actually this decent campsite uh, right near the bridge. Right, it was just before the bridge that crossed over uh, near Edison Lake, uh, the path to Edison Lake. We have a great picture. I don't, I'm not sure who took it, but it's E, Buddy, and Jukebox sitting down at the river, soaking their feet, looking up at whoever's taking the picture and just flipping them off. Everybody <laughs> was so miserable. It was just like, leave us alone. Yeah, that, was, that was my picture. I, I took the first picture. I said, hey, guys, smile. And they all looked up, and they smiled at me. I took the picture. And then I said, okay, now show me how you really feel. And all three of them flipped me off. <laughs> if, if I'm remembering right, like, that was like a 16-mile day in the last four it, miles. Yeah, it was like 15 and a half miles. It was a long day. So we were not doing okay. Like, that, 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 that foot soak felt like a Korean spa at that point. It was, it was much needed. I do remember yeah. sitting around the uh, the camp uh, and just eating, and, and e, you kind of looked over at me, and you go, you know what, I'm not doing this again next year. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I said that. That was the first time you said that. <laughs> yeah, and we, we, we got up to that to that campsite, and um, you know, that, that cool little fire pit set up against that big slab it had and all that good stuff. Um, no, you're thinking, that was uh, that no, was the next oh, night. Oh, I'm it. Yeah, that was the next night. Yeah, that's the next. Hundred percent. Um, so forget forget the slab, but we we got up to where we were we were camping that time, and and I was just wiped and and I set my pack down and just laid down on the ground for a while and was like, I think I just fell asleep. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> right on the rocks and I was we're like wiped when, when, out. When Doc and I were looking around for a site, I was more just like, is there a log I can just lay down on for like five minutes and just not just, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, did I fall asleep? Didn't I? But just feeling like, like a baby in diapers, like, I don't know if I can even set up my tent right now. I'm so tired. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if like the, the trail food sets in, but for me, day two was when I started to think about real food again. I think I had enough of the snacks. 
I remember sitting at the campsite on day two and just thinking, oh man, in and outs going to be fantastic at the end of this. And I think that, I don't know if that's like a tested proven uh, limit as to when you start thinking about when you're getting another meal again, but that's when it was for me. Good call. Yeah. So decent campsite there, just, just uh, shy of the bridge and you guys soaked your feet. We filtered our water. I think we all turned in pretty early there. I'm pretty sure none of us made it to Hiker Midnight. No. Um, and then the following morning, we crossed the bridge and made a right turn. You made a left. You go to you go to Edison Lake, but you made a right turn and continued. I remember that. that was that was one of the outs that we gave uh, Skits. Where mm-hmm. like, hey, listen, like, like he he was even with us after that day. He was not doing good. I think he was on par with me and pretty much everyone else, except, apparently except uh, Chopper. But um, but we were like. <laughs> like if like if you turn left, it is four miles to civilization, and you can hop a ride, call your wife, get out, type thing. And he's like, and I think going to bed, he was planning on going to Taylor. going to Edison Edison Lake, and then in the morning, he's like, nah, I'll stick it out one more yeah. day, and see what happens. I, I think he said, I'll I'll just leave like five or six more fuel canisters here at this site, maybe two <laughs> pillows. <laughs> and uh and a coronavirus worth of toilet paper i'll, I'll leave these behind at the at the campsite and, and see what that does me <laughs> that was the thing at at Selig, he's like in here he he made a lot of uh he'd made a lot of sacrifices to the gods <laughs> he sure did and i you know the, just want everyone to know that a pillow was not an exaggeration there was a in pillow a strapped on top of his back in yep. a beach towel yeah but, you know, Skids did pack a lot, but he was also a generous man. I'm pretty sure on night two, he encouraged me to eat his Chili Mac, which I pleasantly enjoyed. It didn't sit well with me the next day, but I did say, eat his Chili Mac. So The rest of us didn't enjoy the Chili Mac, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Jukebox, jukebox may have liked the Chili Mac. The rest of us did not like hiking with him the next day. <laughs> So we got up that morning and crossed the bridge and uh, Skid stayed with us. He did not go to Edison and we, we made our way uh, further north on the, on the JMT in the direction of Silver Pass. And that was the day there were, we noticed that there were some fires burning behind us, yeah. right? And the that's distance, right. you could see some smoke way, way off in the distance. And that's one of those moments you're thinking, you know, what do I do if I'm on the trail and there is a forest fire? You know, how's, how's that going to work out? And, and thankfully, we didn't, didn't get to that point, but that's, you know, a thought that crosses through your mind. We didn't get to that point that year. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it was, it was swollen, swarming around in a, in a couple directions, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, hey, what do you guys remember from that climb up to uh, Silver Pass? There were a couple of big moments for me that, I, that it really vivid in my mind. One was the, the river crossing. I think it was, it was Mono Creek. And we, right. we crossed it, and there was a, I, I think it was a father and a son. And when I say father and son, I don't mean a father and his, like, 10-year-old. I mean, it was like a, a, a 60-year-old man and his, his 30-year-old son. And they were traveling with a dog, and they were going the mm-hmm. opposite direction of us. And the, the river crossing was, you know, it wasn't, it, it was no joke. I mean, we, you had to steady yourself. And it was a quick drop. It was a quick drop down the slope. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it wasn't a long crossing, but it was quick. And yeah, same. it, it was probably like 10 feet until like a pretty good cascade. And so we were wondering, how, how are they going to get the dog across? And we sat on the far side and, and we were done. We, we'd, we had hydrated. We had uh, 
filtered water. We had had a snack, took a breather, and we're getting ready to leave. And then these guys show watching up and, TV at this point. Yeah, we, we actually stuck around to see how they were going to cross. And I was actually watching like through my fingers as the son picked up the dog and made the crossing with no poles, just the dog on his shoulders. It was crazy. Yeah. The, the, I remember the all dog. of us got angry at him. Yeah, go chop. I said, we all got very angry at him. It was like, what are you doing? You're, you're going to fall over and get killed and you're going to lose your dog too. Yeah. Oh, wait, the, no, the I, dog I, had I, the good I, sense. He, he didn't have it over his shoulder. He was holding it like, like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> the, the dog had the good sense of it was kind of zigzagging up, up and down the edge of the creek trying to find out. And he's like, this is, this is not good, Pop. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> I remember when he carried it across the river, though, I felt like a wuss because I had just like braced myself, had my poles dug in nice into the into the bottom of the river there. And then he just <laughs> grabbed the dog and walked across. No problem. I was like, oh, man. Well, and, and it's at that point, I, I started to realize, like, I'm like, how are they going to survive Bear Creek? If like, yeah, they're carrying the dog like and that's a probably, you know, 10, 15, 20 foot crossing Bear Creek is like, you know, it felt like 100 feet it was probably like 60 but it's like so you're gonna have to do that again and that's a that's a lot more water moving there's a lot of people yeah. on the trail where you're like how are you gonna survive what we just passed yeah. <laughs> the other the other thing i remember on that up is it was just past this there was a big waterfall that went yeah. over the trail yes um was it was cool. like silver creek falls and we had to like walk underneath it and it was i mean the water was pretty high but it was super cool remember yeah. the, uh, Big Thunder Mountain, kind of at Disneyland, just kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. Artificial rock, sandstone rock, kind of going up. Yeah, and that's that's definitely a picture I will include on the social media post this week because that is an epic waterfall that that the water comes across and then it just crosses the trail and we're basically on the side of a mountain, walking through the the river and the trail at the same time and it's just beautiful. The mist of yeah. it and all of it. Yeah, that, that one was very memorable. Super cool. And, and yeah. I, I remember we liked that one, too, because, again, like what Jukebox said, this was a hot, hot trip. Like, it yeah. was probably not below 80 every single day, and we're just walking and just getting misted, and we're just like, oh, my God, it's like five degrees cooler at least. Once we got to the top, too, uh, not to the top of Silver Fast, but when it kind of plateaued into that meadow, there was like a cool, like a lazy river, river vibe up there with a, a little meadow, you know, even kind of looked like dead grass in the middle, but it was still pretty picturesque, if I remember correctly. Yeah. 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 Yep. I think Absolutely. that was a stream that, that made that, that waterfall. Yes, it was. Yeah. That 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 whole section, you know, I, I just remember being very zen about the whole thing. It, it, I was in a zone. I was loving that. I, I think the only thing that would have made it more perfect is, you know, a deer or a bear, or a deer and a bear, just kind of <laughs> go across that meadow right there. All right, so we head up from that meadow, and it kind of get it, it. It's all picturesque, of course, but it's this is one of those moments where Buddy talked about it earlier, where I look, I turn around and and look back at where we came from, and see in the in the way distance, um, Selden Pass and the, the the shape of the mountain. I recognize it from when we were standing when we were standing on Selden Pass, and just having that realization of. Holy smokes, I, I was there yesterday. I came over that yesterday, and now here I am, you know, how many miles later? It, it just seemed, you know, it was epic. One of those, one of those realizations that you know, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I also remember – I just remember these elevation stats well because I remember I kept asking Doc if I could see how how far we had to go up and how that incline was going to be. Um, and from that meadow, I think we had, like, an initial jump of about 900 feet in elevation. And then, like, after that, it was a gradual, I think, like, another 1,100 feet to go. But I think it was pretty gradual all the way up. I don't remember the trail being – particularly steep getting up to silver pass besides like the last stretch where he had that kind of slope to get up there yeah because we hit yeah. that like pretty pretty nice plateau when it was it turned to just all granite and have a couple little lakes up there and and then once the snow started we definitely started to head back up but like and that, i remember those those lakes were still frozen too it was pretty yeah, neat. Mm-hmm. oh yeah that's right also skids <laughs> Um, even though we have a bunch of stories about skids, skids had a famous quote from this journey. We're uh, hiking up there and he said, you know what? John Muir's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That that was the alternative name for the podcast, but you decided to do the John freaking Muir. (laughs) When the the podcast merch comes out, watch for that one. (laughs) Put it on a shirt. Yep. There you go. (laughs) <clears throat> yeah, yeah I mean, that, that was that that approach was great you got got to kind of a another world other parts where we had been hiking through the snow were was kind of like yeah we got to get around this corner with the snow and it's a little bit slippery and and deep it, it was like something in the way and this this was just like a snowscape we were in um and, and just could kind of take it in yeah, I remember the sketchy part was walking along the, the, the trail and it was just follow, again following a path from the previous people and you could hear water flowing under your feet mm-hmm. and it was like, oh my God, I'm going to post hole and break my ankle or something. And it was like, there was a couple of them, Eve, where you dropped, you know, straight to your mid, mid thigh almost. Yeah, no, was like, a lot of that was on the way down on the other side. I definitely remember. But yeah, th- there were some points where I was like, because I'm not a small person and I'm like, this is not going to hold me and I am very afraid of what is underneath me. Mm. I stepped wherever you stepped. It worked for me. <laughs> yeah. Now we had two very different speeds at this point of the, uh, the trail. We had a group that kind of pulled away and I think that was, that was Chopper and Buddy and Big E. And then uh, Jukebox and I kind of hung back. I'm going to say we hung back with skids just to keep them company. But truth is I was probably pretty slow too. Uh, so, <laughs> The three of you actually reached Silver Pass before we did. You guys were probably up there a good, I'm guessing, maybe half an hour before we got there. And you know, when we when we came up there, we we almost disturbed uh, something very important going on. A, yeah. a moment of rest. Yeah. So I mean, we've probably been up there like ten minutes, and it's gorgeous. Like, like same thing. Like you're looking back, you're like, holy crap, we came from all the way back there, and then. I I think there's another quote. I, I can't remember who it said, but we'll say it later. Looking the other way. But I was like, oh, uh, na- nature nature's knocking on the door. Gotta go. Uh, gotta go. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Only one thing could make it better. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, this passes at like 11,000, 12,000 feet maybe. And there's nothing. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to hike down in the state I'm in. So I kind of skirt around. It, it's it, like you kind of come up and it's kind of like a, a nice little saddle point. So I go down, there's like some shrubbery. Um, and I'm just like, all right, well, here we go. And I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm looking back at the canyon we came up. And then suddenly there's Doc and Jukebox and Skids five feet away from me. And, I'm, <laughs> and, I, and I like grab my knees and I'm like, do not make a sound. Just don't make a sound. Don't, 
don't let them know you're here. And they just thought you were a big boulder. Exactly. I I I just I I tried to pull a Frodo and Sam and pull the cloak cloak over me and turn into a rock. <laughs> and uh, as as far as I was aware, they didn't they didn't see or hear or other senses me. Yeah, we, we didn't hear we didn't hear or see anything, but I think jukebox said, "What the hell is that smell?" And <laughs> I, I finished up real quick and met him at the top. <laughs> <laughs> but there's another great shot of us, uh, the six of us sitting up on top of Silver Pass, looking uh, northbound at yeah, the direction we're traveling. That's, that's a, an epic shot that I'll include on on the social media. It, it, it's kind of that, it, it, that was the point where someone said, "I can't remember who it was." But then just someone goes, where the hell is the trail? <laughs> yep. Because it was nothing but snow up there. Like we and we saw, couldn't find footprints. We couldn't find a path. It was just yeah. nothing. And I remember and we saw like two little dots moving around another little lake at the bottom. And we're like, oh, there, we have to go all the way down there. That's the trail. Oh, my God. And the, and the, the summit is where, you know, without the snow, that's where you kind of collect yourself and like you, you get your bearings for the rest of the day. And we're like, Oh, this is going to be kind of a, a treasure hunt. Yeah, so we, so we went down. We, we kind of made our way down through the snow, picked our own path, uh, post-holed it down for a while, and then finally found the trail. And what was really we were, cool is on the other side of that pass, where there were a number of lakes. And if you remember, they all had Indian names, Native American. Yeah, they were, they were super cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we had kind of, without a real clear direction, and even the people coming before us, there, there wasn't a real one set uh, worn path. And, and we were kind of two by two and stuff. We, we were all scrambling around just trying to find the most efficient way. And hey, I think it's over here. <laughs> and I, I remember getting to like a flat point and looking back and we're like, I don't even see the trail going. I don't even know where we came down. It was just nothing but white. It was yeah. And you guys know, of course, uh, the, the naming of Silver Pass with the, the reasoning behind that. It was named uh, by Theodore Solomon, Solomon's because of its silvery appearance. So... Oh, I thought he was a big Lone Ranger fan. No, no. <laughs> no, and, and uh, I'm wrong there, again. There is a peak nearby um, that if you it's, – it's north of Silver Pass. There's a peak in the background that if you look at it sideways, it looks like the, the outline of an Indian face. And so that's why all the lakes on that side of Silver Pass are named Lone Indian, Warrior Lake, Squaw Lake, Papoose Lake, and Chief Lake. So there you go, a little bit of trail trivia. Love it. I remember all those lakes too had like a weird, it kind of looked like a Wi-Fi symbol or like a sound symbol of like the ice that had like slid in in and then kind of broke apart as it was like mm-hmm. fanning out. Like yeah. I, I, I think you can see that in that photo you're going to post doc, but it was really cool up there. Yeah. Yep. And so we, we make our way down. Um, what do you, you guys remember much from that trail before we, we started looking for a campsite down by Fish Creek? Yeah. It was just another kind of long, boring trail. I don't, it was one of those nondescript sections, but it was long. Is this the part of the trail, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I know we came down from the snow, but then I remember crossing like a cross, and there was like a, was there a stone chair there? And it was like the huge opening into the whole valley. I thought that was a really, that's a picture you should post also. That was a great uh, scene. Yeah, a picture of E sitting on that rock. I remember we saw a couple of marmots there. And I remember, too, that, that was one where you saw, like, in a very short amount of time, like, the different environments that you went through. Like, the barren snow-capped peak down all the way to a lush forest. 
in for sure it felt like two or three miles yeah and it, it was that section of it, then it turned not not marshy again but pool after pool and then you drop another crest down into like you're saying now now it's the the kind of tall shrub type of juniper stuff it just was unfolding so fast it was amazing what i do remember from that last that part of the trail was we, we said we were going to camp it um was it tolly hole or near there Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We got to the bottom of the valley and we had like another mile up to get to the trail. I mean, to get to the campsite. And it was like, oh my God, here we go again. We're never going to get there. It was miserable. Yeah, yeah. I think we, I think we, I think buddy, you and I had some interactions that uh, we were kind of at each other because, you know, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to stop and just put my tent anywhere and <laughs> no, we got to keep going. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot take this. I can't go another mile. <laughs> what and are so, you yeah. doing to me, buddy? Yeah. And it, and it was up too. Yeah. No, and and that was yeah, a little bit little little bit testy is just as far as, you know, a, a group that, that's been pulling that's what she says and stuff like that. And but it's just there's, like there's a, I don't feel like going anymore. Do I have to? <laughs> there's a theme to all these stories. In the afternoon, we're tired and cranky. Yep. Yeah. That, that tells you you need some food and you need to sit down a while. <laughs> but that campsite was the one you were talking about earlier, buddy, that had the big mantle, the big yeah. giant rock that we had the fire pit up against. That was, that was a pretty cool camp. It was. It was, it was nice and tucked away. We were, we were a little off the trail, and there was just, you know, a big kind of rock face behind us and just really thick trees. And then the river was, you know, we were, you know, 100 feet from the trail, and then the river was 100 feet on the other side of the trail, and it was – Great. Yeah, no, I, I was pretty wiped out there too. I set up my tent um, and just laid down for a little while. And didn't even have my rain fly up, so I'm looking through the mesh, and there's, <laughs> I look straight up right above me, and there is a tree that is dead that has fallen and is leaning on one other tree that's half snapped off and also dead. And I'm like. Oh, that's been there a while. I, I, I can make it through another night <laughs> sleeping right underneath it, right? <laughs> and, and when I realized those are famous last words right there, I'm going to move my tent now. <laughs> now, before we get to the big story of uh, Jukebox and his experience in Fish Creek, I uh, <laughs> want to just let you guys know that Tully Hole was actually named for Gene Tully, who is a forest ranger with the Fledgling Forest Service from 1903 forward. And Tully Hole is where he would regularly rest his stock. And so that's how that place got its name. It was not named after any of the families in Game of Thrones, uh, contrary to our, our, our beliefs at the time. But, you know, we got our stuff set up. I think up. it was. Yeah, we got, our, Game of Thrones. we got our campsite set up. And Jukebox, if you remember, he disappeared for a good, I don't know, 45 minutes uh, to an hour. I was starting to get worried about him. He said he was going to clean up. So, Jukebox, what, why don't you take us through what happened there? Yeah, so, you know, on nights nights one and two, I think I washed up. I'd say that's an accurate uh, way to describe what I did. You know, you kind of go down to the closest water source, you know, bring your camp soap, your washcloth, and, you know, kind of rinse up your face, your armpits, the stinky areas before you pack it in for the night just so you can – so the stench is tolerable to go to sleep in. And – I think night three, I, I, I put my foot down. I said, you know what? I'm going to wash up. I'm really going to wash up today. And so I think I went, I hiked up a little bit more, even further than we had camped. So I did a little more than you guys that day. So I hiked up there, 
I picked an entry point into the, uh, into the lake or the river. And, uh, you know, it, I did have sandals on, so I was not completely, um, <laughs> completely naked, but I'll tell you what, being out there and the delusion of three days of hard, hard hiking in the heat. And when I, I think I fully submerged myself in the water, I think I squatted down. And I think I put everything in and I came up and it was, it was an out of body experience. I'm not an advocate for, you know, drugs outside of what your doctor prescribes you, but that was a fix for sure. That was something else. And, uh, I, it was the best moment I've ever had hiking. Um, and there was nothing that could have phased me that night. I hopped out. I felt like a new man. I really, I felt bad if there was anyone down Creek because there, there was some stench <laughs> that surely rubbed off and that water was not safe to drink, even with a pump filter or whatever gravity filter you had, I would not recommend, but that was, I really felt like I was one with the, the environment there, the nature. And I, and that would explain why on day four, even though we're not covering it, I think my mood changed about the whole hike. And I was really, really excited to keep going. So jukebox Baptist. Jukebox the Baptist. What an image. He's, he's got sandals and that's it. He's submerged himself and is a, uh, an out of body, full on out of body experience. Yep. <laughs> Outstanding. Hey. A, a, another little fun piece of that campsite um, with that great mantle. We have that, you know, fireplace. We, we felt like we were uh, Game of the Thrones legends. Um, and, and a few of us were like, you know, what? this is the perfect place to, to dry off some washed socks by the fire. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. And uh, that, that was the last we saw of those socks. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out to be kindling. <laughs> Yeah, good thing good thing they're carrying two pairs of socks <laughs> all right so this brings us to our that that moment every week where we talk about the pro tip insight of the week what have we learned from this episode that we can share with our listeners out there so they can they can do better than we than we did anybody well you, you know i i i learned a little something along the way um buddy here and uh, the especially section hiking you know we've, we've got a plan we got a sequence we we know when the ride's waiting for us and, and when we got to meet them um pro tip be careful who you ask for directions it, it might be some uh, you know riding the winds pct hiker that doesn't care I, whether it's 0.5 miles or five miles away at the end of a 16 mile trek um and he might just start flipping through a guidebook <laughs> and, and rambling um you, you might have his, some... trail, his trail name was Lost Boy, so we should have checked that one out first. <laughs> you, you might have some unfriendly thoughts if you ask him for directions. Nice. Excellent. Be careful. It, 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 that, that's a bit more insightful than mine. Uh, if you got to go, do it before you go downhill. But yeah. <laughs> Both very important, very important tips. Nice job, guys. Thanks. So there you have it. That's it. Episode 14 is in the books. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I want to thank my team of co-hosts for helping me out here. What section should we pick next, guys? Are we going, we going sequence where we're going through uh, red cones? We are definitely not going in sequence, so you can pick any section. 
I, I think if we get this this band of pranksters here, uh, there's there's a lot we could talk about between um, Tully Hole and and uh, and the Red staff Red. at Giovanni's in in Mammoth kicking us <laughs> into the back corner. That's right, and, 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 and that's the thing. If we want to tell the story later of uh, reattempting, I feel like we should do the uh, the prequel before the sequel. Okay, all right, <laughs> and and uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Giovanni's also was home to the final. That's what she said. Joke. Yeah. So I also believe involved a pizza by the name of the masterpiece. So and that <laughs> killed me and buddy that, that actually killed us. Wow. The memory on you guys, I had forgotten about that. Okay. We are definitely doing that section next. All right. So remember, if you're interested in being a guest contributor for the John Freakin' Muir pod, there are a number of ways to get in touch. There's email at johnfreakinmuir at gmail.com as well as Twitter at John Freakin' Muir and Instagram, John Freakin' Muir. And buddy, just for clarification, there is no G in freaking. Also, if you're hiking all or part of the JMT this season and would like to be a correspondent from the trail, uh, whenever those trails open up again, in order to share conditions and stories, please get in touch and let's set that up. That's a wrap from the John Freaking Muir studio. Any final thoughts, guys? No, it was a great time. I was glad to get uh, everybody together on and kind of reminisce. Yeah, Just happy to be here. Itch, itching, to get, itching to get back out there once we can. Yeah, it was for great sure. to do something social for a change. Awesome. Uh, final sign-off from me. Um, you, you'll be proud of me. I graduated since uh, California. You can't buy denatured alcohol at the grocery store or the hardware store anymore. Um, I've got a bona fide real man stove these days, so I, I knew Very you'd be nice. proud. Way to man up. Nice job, buddy. Your ramen and spam in, you know, legal terms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in. And always remember, the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite and you have to talk to a PC tier. The trail is the trail. Embrace the suck. <laughs> Thank you.